Hello and welcome to the Full of Beans podcast, hosted by myself, Hannah Hickenbotham. Throughout these podcast episodes, we will speak to a range of individuals about their experience of eating disorders, with the aim of increasing awareness and understanding, whilst reducing stigma and isolation. Please note that the topics discussed in this podcast may be triggering for some individuals, so tread lightly, check in with yourself and reflect on these conversations. Today I'm joined by Abby Young, Communication Coordinator at Taste Life UK. Taste Life provides tools for recovery for those who are struggling with an eating disorder, their supporters, and provides training for individuals who may encounter an individual with an eating disorder. Abby joins us today to discuss Taste Life's new course on male eating disorders and to discuss the importance of this. Hello, Abby. Oh, hello. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm okay actually. I'm good. I'm I'm feeling bright. I I I slept quite well last night, which is really unusual for me. So I was like, oh, I just feel like I can take the day. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's so nice outside as well. Like I feel oh, like yesterday and today, it's been absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Like I, I actually got up. I'm someone who can really struggle to get out of bed in the morning. But I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a walk before work. And I was Ooh. like, I went for a little wander around. I live next to a park, so I went for a little wander around this park. And I was like, you know, she's like, oh, today's gonna be a good day. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. Getting out and the sun shining can just change the 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 feel of a day. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that sounds amazing. I wish I had, but. I, I'm really struggling to get out of bed at the moment. So um, I I woke up and literally just made it to this call. So, but we're here, so that's good. <laughs> and it's also that it's a transition between winter and spring. It's almost mm. like we're all a bit like bleary eyed, like what the yeah. heck just happened. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, very excited to speak to you about Taste Life. So I wondered if you could start by telling us what Taste Life what Taste Life UK is and what you guys do. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, Taste Life is a um, Midlands-based charity. So we're based in the Midlands, but we work across the UK and go starting to kind of go a little bit abroad, which is really amazing. So we um, offer a an eight-week uh, community course for people who are struggling with eating disorders, but also their, their carers. So that could be their friend, their parents, sibling, someone who's, who's kind of walking the journey with them. And then we also provide the training to um, for people to run the, run those courses so it's kind of like a domino effect so um we do the tra- we train people and then they go out and run the courses um and then so kind of like we've got kind of two two things so it's like the training and then the courses people can get quite confused between the two but the courses <laughs> are community courses that are eight week or nine week online or face to face that people can run within their communities but then the training is something that's different that we um take people on and we train them over a weekend and then they are now free to go we give them all the resources and then they go out and run those community courses wow that's amazing and, and what kind of people do you have that come and run the courses is it people with lived experience or just like an interest of eating disorders yeah I think it's one of the really amazing things about the kind of training is that it, it has a whole variety of people so it has like mums of, of people who have watched their daughters or the, or even dads of people who've watched their kids or someone that they know struggle or they've got um just people who have gone through it themselves have have, have tasted full recovery and have said oh actually I know that I can recover from this therefore I want to help mm-hmm. others um do it or just people who genuinely care and that's the thing and then we've also got people who are in the health care as well and profession and healthcare professions and then 
So it's got a whole mix, but all we kind of ask is that people are just compassionate, kind and, and care about eating disorders. You don't have to be qualified or anything in order to do the training. So we have people from a whole kind of variety of walks of life, which is really, really great thing about, about, about our training. Mm, yeah and I think guess having that range of people as well I guess each individual person will bring their own aspect to the to the course you know if somebody's got lived experience then that's something that's really important but equally you know working in a healthcare setting I can imagine that it is you know equally as important in terms of that compassionate and caring nature that you would want for the course. Yeah, I mean, and all of them are important. That's the thing. So mm-hmm. we've got people who have lived it through. So then they're helping people and saying, oh, yeah, I understand. It feels impossible. And you've also got people who are from the carer's perspective and they're, they're running the course and they, they can really relate with the carers. Because I think um, something that we're quite passionate about is that um, looking after the supporters of people with eating disorders as well, because it can be an absolute mystery and frustrating and awful time for them as well so it can it, we it's great when you've kind of got a course running and you've got a, a, a carer a, a someone who's um gone through it themselves and they can really relate to the participants because I think it's really important that they're all heard and, and seen and feel kind of understood in it and then also the healthcare professionals can come at it from a slightly more kind of clinical point of view mm, as well but most of the time it's not um so we wouldn't we wouldn't train someone to, who um, is a like kind of. We wouldn't train someone who is like kind of just a counsellor or a nurse who just wants to know more. The idea is that the course is run, so it wouldn't be within their kind of role. It would be like a volunteering kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense, and I think you're right, especially um, just going back to what you were saying about carers. I think you know that can be such a lonely place and there can be a lot of like shame and guilt in terms of you know where did this come from was it my fault so I think being able to talk to other carers that have experienced a similar thing you know would be invaluable and being able to speak to somebody that is kind of you know their loved one is through it now and to be able to say it does get better um and that sort of thing would would be really good um and I know that you have just started your course on male eating disorders. Um, so I wondered if you could give everyone maybe a bit of an overview on, on that course and, and how that kind of runs. Yeah, of course. I mean, to be, um, it actually hasn't started yet. So it's mm-hmm. something that's in the making that's kind of being the framework is being created. But it's something that we're hoping to start in May. Okay. So what we I think so we do a an, an yearly annual conference called the Gathering, and what we did last year we really did a focus in on men's mental health, and obviously the importance of it. I think there has been a kind of like a a bigger picture kind of being started to be painted in, mm-hmm. in kind of like we've seen, but actually we're realizing that genuinely just nothing, not definitely not enough is being done for men, and there is a real lack. So I think when we looked at our courses when we looked at the participants they're 95% women and only 5% men and a lot of the time the men don't finish the course and we're thinking if it if the statistics are saying that 25% of sufferers are male then that's just not adding up and that therefore means that so many men are going undetected and untreated and we're just like well I think we had to take a step back and just think why is this happening Mm -hmm. what can we do and I think um I think it would be so great in the perfect world where men and women would feel uh, men would feel absolutely fine to come on the courses with women and and obviously but we just don't live in a world like that where men men feel pushed pushed out and are misunderstood and ashamed so I think we just thought we need to create a space 
um, just start basically. Let's see how we can, what, what happens if we make a space where men can just come and be with other men who are suffering with eating disorders and just feel understood and talk about it and be equipped to, to fully recover. So it's something that we're just trying out is calling it men's track and just seeing um, basically what, what happens. But we, in order to do that, we really, really need men to train. So we're kind of on a bit of a campaign at the moment to get men to train with us. And we've got a few men, amazing guys, like dads, guys who've suffered, who are, who are on our kind of um, in the kind of taste life family who have trained but we do need more because it can't be all on them as well we need to get some more so we're kind of on a bit of a campaign at the moment to get men to train with us I mean we to be fair we just need more people we've got a, unfortunately we do have a waiting list now for our courses which is something that when they started the charity in 2014 they said we'd never want to have a waiting list but unfortunately the need especially of the pandemic has gone up so much that we do have a little bit of a waiting list so we just need people to train full stop but we also really really would love some more men to be on board to be able to run that course yeah absolutely well we'll definitely um put on you know we'll make a post for you guys to say um how much you need the trainers um because i'd really love to support you with that but just wanted to go back to what you were saying about um you know you only had like five percent of um the participants on your courses as men um and you said that you kind of were like thinking about that as to what the, you thought the reasons would be. And, and what did you come up for the reasons as to why you think that there's there's less men attending the courses? Yeah, um, I think there are so many different reasons. And I think that I think the, the fact is that not enough research has been done mm-hmm. in order to kind of um, look at that. But when we did our the, the conference, we had a guy called Will van der Hart from the Mind and Soul Foundation who's done a lot of kind of research and, and, and thinking and kind of looking into into men's mental health and he and there's there was an, a, sur- a national survey of mental health and well-being um, for men and um, I think they did some statistics that was like 38% so nearly 40% of people wanted to help themselves from an eating disorder and then 17% said they didn't know where to get help from and 18% said believe believed that nothing could help um, but but so basically kind of saying people just aren't getting help mm. and then we're looking into that but then also I think it is it can massively go under the the basically no one I think it's less noticed in men because but, um, a lot of the time because it's hidden behind masculine activity so for a man to um, or anyone really but especially men to just be over-exercising, going to the gym constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might be building loads of muscle, might seem, oh, wow, that's actually really healthy. But So that doesn't look like an eating disorder. It doesn't look like what we think eating disorders look, look like. Or on the other side of it, a man, or any, just again, anyone. I don't want to generalise, it is, it is anyone. But for a man, it can just be less detected because it's less normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that they might just go and have a massive binge um, at a restaurant and then go days without with starving themselves but then but then no one would know mm. that's because it's not it's not as, as openly spoken about and also it's just the fact that men have this kind of um it is just we, we are just beginning to creak open that door which says that you're allowed you don't have to man up you don't have to mm. to, to go through it. So that door is just starting to be opened and we're so glad that it is but um it's kind of like men when they if they struggle with an eating disorder 
a lot a lot of men I mean it's not like that for everyone and it is it is unfortunately generalizing a little bit which is really I don't never ever want to do but just kind of when we in kind of exploring it is that um men when they think they're struggling they need some sort of thinking that they're struggling with a psychological problem that doesn't fit into their gender category mm-hmm. so it's a lot of shame a lot of embarrassment and kind of think oh no I, I don't I'm not going to get the help for this so um, it's undetected and untreated or you might have athletes who are um, just practicing really unhealthy eating habits where alongside exercising and it's just not detected as a eating disorder it's detected as really good training or um <laughs> but all that so it is just like a whole load of it is a mystery really it's a, mm. it's a really real mystery and um it's not just men either this is just women as well but um i think that is the thing we are just beginning to open up that door which says to guys in this society you don't have to man up you know what you you have emotional stress too and that emotional stress has outworkings which can be um, turn into eating disorders or self-harm and things like that and we're just beginning to say okay it's a, um, let, let's let's stop this stigma now which is really exciting but I think things like the men's track is just something that we can do practically to say come and come and come and be not okay for a minute <laughs> basically. yeah yeah I think you're right like I'll, and this is something that I've really been thinking about um, over the past few weeks is kind of how how eating disorders show up differently in men and women and and actually a lot of the things that you know a man may struggle with you could equally argue that a woman would equally struggle with like like you said but I think the sort of the thing that needs to happen is yes that you know somebody sat here who knows a lot about eating disorders can recognize the fact that men and women probably more similar than different however because of the stigmas that we have over the years of eating disorders are a female only issue we kind of need to tackle that before we then kind of like say they're the same in both genders um so you know I think you're right in terms of opening up opening up that conversation of you know it's okay it's okay not to be okay um and to kind of increase the awareness that men can struggle with eating disorders as well um and I think I I do agree with the sort of you know the exercise and things like that but personally my opinion is to not make that sort of connection really strongly because I think it's great to talk about it because you know men may struggle with exercise and like you said it can go undetected because it's so normalized in that gym culture to, to go and to push yourself and to build all the muscle. But then my worry would be that we're then kind of saying that that's how a male eating sort of presents and then don't think about all the other ways. And actually, it, it you know, it, you can see somebody that's very muscular. You might not see somebody that goes home and, you know, purges or whatever because they might have a bit more of a normalised body. Um, but I think it's, it's so difficult to kind of navigate because everybody's kind of in this realm so much they so badly want to share you know male eating disorders and build that awareness my worry and I'm not saying this is what you were saying by the way this is just like I'm just kind of saying out loud what I'm thinking but my worry at the moment is we're going down that muscularity like that's how a male eating disorder appears and I'm like oh but what about everybody else because we've gone down that route with women of anorexia and all women appear emaciated 
so it's like history repeating itself but yeah I guess what your thoughts are around what I've just blabbed on about (laughs) no no. I mean that is it's just so true like it's just no I mean I I think like I said I really really so desperately don't want to generalize but Mm -hmm. it's really when you're kind of honing in you kind of pick out case studies I guess but you're so right like it is it could be anyone anyone from any walk of life any body shape any height any weight could be struggling with an eating disorder and it's so so vital that we do not pin it on a certain body body type like we've done before like just like you've said what we've done with women in the past which has been so damaging and we're only just beginning to un- untangle that whole mess but then we just don't want to go down so I mean it's so important what you said is like when we start to look into to look supporting and looking after men mm-hmm. that we just don't do what we've done before and we just say we're not looking at your body we're looking at your emotional distress you just don't know that's the thing you just do not know and it does your your body shape or your high weight um muscle mass is not an indicator of an eating disorder and that's really really important for men to hear yeah absolutely and I think often you know if uh, I think sometimes the people that we are trying to reach the most are the people that don't really know anything about eating disorders and especially you know if they are presenting with those certain behaviors and just think that they're normalized actually sharing that message of it literally doesn't matter what you look like. Like you said, it's not about your body. It's about what's going on for you emotionally or psychologically. Um, And I think ultimately that is like the most important message that we need to get across. Um, I guess alongside the fact that, you know, eating disorders can occur in any gender. Um, There's no kind of specifics. Um, I guess, you know, the, the one thing that would possibly be, different I guess there are some overlying things is the physical signs of an eating disorder um and I just wondered if you had any thoughts about that if, you know if somebody's listening um what what might show up for a man I mean again it's it's generalizing isn't it but I guess that's kind of what we have to do in terms of to give that broader message yeah I'm not to be honest if I'm being completely honest I just don't really know Mm-hmm. I think I'm not quite sure. I think I think like I've said, I think something that we've realised is that not enough research has been done. Um, but I think it, I think it's a sim really similar of mm-hmm. of like hidden behaviours, um, energy levels, um, shame, things like that. That that are the similar um, symptoms as, as as women. I think I think they're just the symptoms of eating disorders. Mm-hmm. but I think there are there will be dif- there definitely will be differences I just don't want to I think or without the knowledge I don't want to to say because yeah. I don't want to just say it for the sake of it I think I just don't actually really know but I, I think from looking into I think it's incredibly similar it's just our attitudes mm-hmm. it's, it's very different that's all like so the similar signs and symptoms it's just it's just a different attitude towards them from from our peers and from society mm-hmm. and from our healthcare professionals yeah Absolutely. And I I think you're right. I think, you know, uh, we spoke about this um, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but I guess things like hormonal changes probably going to be different in men and things like um, your 
erect morning erections and things like that um but ultimately you know both men and women can suffer from osteoporosis like you said there's going to be the reduced energy levels those change in eating habits like none of those are going to be specific to gender they're just like you said they're specific to um to eating disorders but I think what you just said then in terms I, I did did you say the word approach or I can't think what you said but it made me think about sort of the way that eating disorder treatment um is at the moment and how I think when we sort of approach treatment it's from a very female orientated kind of area in terms of flowers all over the walls and you know very a very feminized environment rather than a mask you know I'm not saying it has to be a masculine environment but a neutral environment yeah no definitely um, I think so. So I think it's very important to say because I'm I'm not um not a healthcare professional in any mm. sense. I am very much I'm a creative. I um do all the communications, but I'm just someone. To be honest, I'm just someone who's very passionate about eating disorders mm. and really believe that everyone can recover. I think that's kind of what my basis on. But I can talk about that from my job role. So I do all the communications, visual kind of media side of the of the of the um charity and that is something that I've really really had to work on because I've had to strip back or even to a, to a degree because I think we're so visually stimulated in society that what we see on posters advertisements does something so subconscious in us so if, if a man um, sees a eating disorder poster that you saying you can get help and it's in pink and floral they will a, a lot a lot will shut down to it not everyone and I love the fact that not everyone does because I I think it's completely okay for for men to want to look at pink floral mm. it just doesn't it's completely unimportant but it's just the way we've been kind of wired I guess um a little bit is that um some some men won't won't will just be like oh, okay it's not me I'm a, I'm a man and that's really really sad I hate I hate that but um so something that I've really had to I've been working on is to really neutralize our social media and our our posters and our advertisements and even like just stripping it back and trying to make it as as neutral as possible to just open it up and not not spark not shut someone down from having support or treatment before they've even read it mm. that's the thing because colors are really 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 um are actually really powerful like and things like that so we have to kind of be look after um look after genders and in, in in that way by just making it i think there is just like a new path being laid and a new landscape that is just which we are going down which i i think is great of just we are walking away a little bit from that of like pink as girls, blue as boys, and thank goodness for that. But um, I think there's still inner, and especially for for generational as well. There is there that that is the way that we are thinking, and we don't realize we're doing it subconsciously. Many people don't, unfortunately. So we have to visually. I think that's something that I do is I try to make everything as neutral as possible in order to not to not um, influence anybody wrongly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's brilliant that you've recognised that um, and kind of, no, you know, thought this is something that, you know, needs to be available for all genders, um, not just females. So I think that is fantastic. Um, I also absolutely love your um, The Full of Beans stuff. I just think the fact it's got every colour on it. I'm <laughs> that's the thing. It's just so beautiful and so like fun and I love that we can we can see that I think I think it um 
when I because I'm so visually like honestly mm -hmm. influenced I just love colors love love designs so whenever I've, your your stuff just stands out and I love that because if you could scroll past it and some anyone would look at it which I think is really cool mm. yeah I, I think um like I obviously not to blow my own trumpet or something but I love the the full of beans stuff as well I think it it I mean it's I, I made it because it just they're like my you know favorite colors and I think it's it's very me it's how I've always like when I was a kid I used to um I used to have this drawing of my dream bedroom and it was literally pink yellow blue and orange stripes on the walls and then like it had a bunk bed and that was like those four colors as well so when I came to doing the design I was like well it can't be anything else um so yeah I think um hopefully you know there's those I think it hopefully kind of attracts everybody um and well that's what I've been trying to do anyway and to not make it you know so that it's specifically you know for a certain type of person and hopefully with the kind of array of um topics that we have on the podcast as well hopefully that means that there's something for everybody um I guess a question I haven't I, I feel like maybe I don't know whether this is the right question to ask, but I guess I'm going to ask anyway. If, if, I guess if somebody's listening and they're thinking, well, you're, you know, you're two females talking on a podcast. What do you know about male eating disorders? I think it would be quite a valid, valid oh, question to ask. Um, so but equally, I do think it's really important that, you know, as as females, we are talking about this and we are recognising that, you know, eating disorders occurring all genders and having that awareness so I guess what would your response be if somebody was if they asked that question I know it's quite a big question <laughs> no, so, so what was the question so if somebody's listening thinking you know you're you're kind of two females talking about male eating disorders you know what do you know and and how how do you have the right to talk about it Sure, I would probably probably agree. <laughs> I totally get that, and that's why I'm really like when you talk about the science stuff. I'm really like I don't want to just sit, pretend I know it all because I really, really don't, and I I'm very aware that I'm I'm not I don't really know don't don't know much. I'm scratching at the surface, really, just just seeing a need and being like this needs to happen and, and there's a space that's needed for men I think at keeping it very simple that is that's what I've seen that's what I've recognized and that's what I talk from but I completely understand that I do not know I could not cannot stand in the shoes of a guy of any guy struggling with an eating disorder from any walk of life and I, I <laughs> but no because I, I, I it is but it is it's hard it's so difficult to it's just trying to explore and and, and kind of push open that door and just make way for the for the conversations to be had and the spaces to be made for men to come and I think that's what's really important on my heart but the the actual kind of um the, the emotions and the feelings I can't I can only um I have had need I've had need sort of myself I'm um, struggled with anorexia and when I was a teenager up until early adulthood and then I turned into binge eating disorder as well Mm -hmm. so then um so that I've got my experience of of an eating disorder and, and I've fully recovered which is amazing and have come through it which I'm so thankful for um but I I cannot stand in the shoes of a guy and I I really my heart really breaks for men um mm -hmm. because I think it must be incredibly difficult and incredibly um feel so misunderstood and I really hope that more men can kind of um can talk about it and feel and feel like they can share and, and and be part of the 
the change as well, which I think so many are, which is mm. so good. I love, um, I, sh- I follow, I um, run that Twitter feeds and stuff off on taste. I don't do a great job, have to admit. Twitter's <laughs> a whole mystery to me. But um, <laughs> I love seeing loads, loads of guys are advocate advocating for men and I'm just like, oh this is incredible I love there is there is a change happening and I'm really really honored to be part of it mm. and and I think that's the thing like I hope my question didn't come across rude because at the end of the day you now I was kind of saying it um on my behalf as well but I think what you said there is you know you can't stand in the shoes of of a man with an eating study you have your personal experience so you can kind of empathize but at the end of the day I don't think we can stand in the shoes of anybody's experience so I think actually you know we can all relate to each other because your experiences might be similar your experience might be completely different even though you're diagnosed you were diagnosed with the same eating disorder but I think you know like you said creating that space and saying you know I'm I'm here to listen and I want to understand and I want to help you and I want to help others I think that's more than anybody could ever ask um because you know like you said at the end of the day you can't you can't know anybody's experience so I think actually you know you don't need to be able to know what it feels like to have an eating disorder in a different gender but just being there to listen and the work that you guys are doing at Taste Life to ensure that you know male eating disorders are being more and more understood that's the important stuff I feel yeah I think that's what the course is all about for us I think that's why we're really passionate about the course and so passionate about getting people trained because um the what men's track would do is basically just open up a space and it would be only men on the course and only men running it for um men to just come and be heard and be listened to and and be kind of that that community in it because I think that what what from research and from what we've seen at Taste Life is that um, recovering on your own is really, really hard. And I'm sure people have done it, but it, you need, we believe in in the baby steps. So our, our main focus is baby steps, taking small steps to full recovery and then equipping people with the resources to help themselves. And that's the thing I think we just need to give them, help help others help themselves and I think that and empower people to help themselves and empower men to help themselves and um yeah I think I think from what research has been done and stuff men men really want practical solutions a lot of the time um that's what's kind of been seen that men want they want just tell me how to get better and I'll 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 do it but actually there needs to be with eating disorder with recovery from an eating disorder emotional digging is needed and, and kind of looking into the roots of why why we are and displaying these kind of behaviours and why we've, we're kind of doing that. Um, and that that's what the course would open up is a space where men can say, look look, in, look inwards a little bit, but also giving them the practical steps mm. to, to, to walk to full recovery and walk the journey, but with others as well, not on their own. <laughs> that aspect of being with others, I think is so important because, you know, I think eating disorders can be so isolating anyway. Um, but maybe, you know, in a world where it's seen as a female only condition to actually, you know, take a step forward and say, I need to have some treatment for this. I need some support. I imagine could be quite daunting, but being able to do that in an environment where, you know, there's there's other people that also feel like they don't match the stereotype and to be able to talk through that. And like you said, to to have those coping mechanisms, I feel 
would be invaluable. And I, I think it's interesting what you were saying there about the practical steps, because I think I'm also like that. I'm always very much just just tell me what I need to do and I'll get it done rather than actually looking at what's going on underneath. Um, I know like when I've been doing therapy um, more recently for for different things and I kind of just said to my therapist, just tell me what, I'm, what, what I've got to do and I'll go do it. And she was like, that's not really how it works because we've got to sort of unpack it and you can't just rely on me to tell you what to do all the time because that's part of the problem. Um, so that's quite interesting. That's the thing, and it's that's the thing. It's always important to go back to. It's not just men who think like that. I think like that too. I'm, I'm not. Just, just tell me what to do. Yeah, and I'll do it. But there is. We all we learn when you're recovering that you need to kind of dig in, dig, dig a little bit. But it's just creating a space mm. where people can do that openly. Yeah. So with the course, then is that is it kind of you said practical tips and then like exploring stuff. So is it a therapeutic space so there's the training for the people to run the training and I imagine that's teaching people about male eating disorders and then the course is that like an open space yeah so I mean we're not actually changing the course at all for men it will just be the course that that we um have that that is mm-hmm. running because what the thing is what we've seen is that the course which just works the, the course works really well for people so we don't want to like kind of be like oh you're like this and so we're going to change mm-hmm. it it's just that it's just basically the space it's more the space rather than the course itself but the training basically equips people to run the course so it doesn't really it's not like healthcare training or um counseling training but it kind of just helps people to run the course so that one of the um things about the training is that we make it really easy for people to run so we give you like the the books the the week to week it's almost like all there you just have to facilitate Mm -hmm. so that we try to make it as easy as possible so anyone can do it so that's the thing we don't want to make it so it's this thing that only certain kinds of people can anyone could run this course they just need to be compassionate and caring and and help and just want to help people really so the course is literally all there it's like written out and then but people there's space to go off but it's all it is kind of a mix of emotional and practical steps so mm-hmm. it's encouraging it's got like a week on body image like food feelings and me kind of like um week by week and then and then it's kind of got like different things and then you can go in small groups and talk about certain things and about carers so it, it just it covers all the aspects and and basically just equips and and kind of debunks the myths and the entangles those kind of um lies that we people think about eating disorders and 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 then kind of helps people um take the, the the necessary steps but we've seen amazing like kind of community from it is that people hmm. tend to kind of some people say from the course we'll, we'll make a whatsapp group and they'll just kill to continue afterwards to keep encouraging one another and things like that so it's really really special but the training itself is kind of facilitate the course that's kind of already written which mm. is good um yeah yeah no that sounds amazing I think that sort of community aspect is so important and just being able to come together with with other people and I guess you know like you said the the course is eight weeks but if you can make friends along that way then you've got people to to carry on supporting you after that as well so so that sounds brilliant um and and just in terms of I guess support um obviously your course but I guess if somebody's listening and they are worried about a loved one do you have any sort of tips for people in terms of yeah I mean what we say is love um 
love the sufferer, not the condition. So you can hate, I think with the thing, it can be so frustrating when a loved one has an eating disorder. But we say it's okay to really hate the condition. It's, it's okay to hate an eating disorder, but love the sufferer and separate them a little bit that they are sick and treat them the same as having the flu, of having a broken leg. It's not, it's not different. I think it's something that people think, oh, you know what, just grow up, you know, it's just a phase or you just need to just got to eat or you've just got to stop eating. It's not that complicated, but just it's like having the flu it's a sickness it's a condition and and have that mentality and that would help someone so much and feel so understood to just be like no this is a sickness this is an actual um issue and, and real condition that I have and that needs medical care needs needs full attention and I think that is a really amazing way to love someone is to is to acknowledge their their condition and, and love them but yes, yeah, so you can love the sufferer, but you can also hate the condition at the same time and just work towards having an open mind about about men's mental health and, 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 and eating disorders in general and mental health in general. Have an open mind. I think um, just that we we've got to we've got to just kind of create a culture in which it, it's just normalized and it's not not a shameful thing. It's it's a real it's a real illness and I think it's just needs needs that attention and I think when we do that we put we shed light and when when we expose things they become light as well mm -hmm. so it's like they don't they can't stay in the dark anymore those thoughts because they've actually been recognized and acknowledged yeah absolutely I think that's the the important that's why kind of allowing people or not allowing people but giving people that space to talk about their experience and to share what they're going through is so important because one person talking about that you know could open the door for another person um I think once one person speaks about it it's then a lot easier for other people um to think oh if they're talking about it I think I can do that as well so that I think is why this you know this course and the whole increase in the awareness of male mental health on a whole not just in eating disorders is so important yeah and it's so amazing that we are just starting to begin to to open that door and there's so much work to be done and that's the thing it feels like it's mountain doesn't it like mm. how the heck are we gonna get this <laughs> but it's it's beginning and it's taking those small steps and I just think massive applause to all those guys out there who are talking and who are um who are taking steps forward and saying that and 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 refusing to be generalized as well I think is really mm -hmm. amazing and refusing to to be put in a box and then and, and I, I just think I my hats off to all of you really because I think you're amazing and it's not an easy world that we live in but um it's 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 people who are beginning to to, to break down that door and hammer it down which are the ones who are incredible well, I think for me I'm just someone who has seen a need and seen the statistics and just said oh um and it's not even me it's the charity I work for who are um I'm just one of a lot of pe um, a big team and people who are seeing it so I'm really really excited but um yeah I just think those those guys and and anyone who's just starting to have the com the right conversations are the ones who are just so amazing and and the, the future is I believe the future is brighter for, for for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think definitely the work that you guys are doing will help so many people. Um, so definitely hats off to you. Um, if somebody does want to get involved and to do, you know, either to become a trainer or to go onto your course, where can they find all that information? Yeah, so have a look on our website. It's www 
www.tastelifeuk.org and then um, I could send a link over as well which is fine and um, our next training is in so it, we basically because of the pandemic we went into lockdown obviously no face we usually do weekends training so it was like absolutely locked down for obviously nearly two years now. So we've got our first residential training coming up in May, which is going to be just north of London, Hiddleston, I think. Okay. It's, it's called Highly Highly Conference Centre. Um, it's just north of London, I think it's kind of Surrey area. And it's going to be a weekend, a weekend there. So it's a residential one, but we also do online training as well. So don't be put off by that because some people, I think that's the thing that the pandemic has done. It's made us realize, oh, well, you know what? We can do this online. We don't have to yeah. travel across the country. So we have our next online training in October. And um, we, I think we have subsidized fees at the moment. So do get yourself um, looked into and don't be put off as well because there are um, obviously, we, I think if you're with an organisation, some people come in through churches or things like that, like ch uh, charities, um, you can get support sometimes with the with the fees. But um, we have kind of some bursaries as well, which we are looking into because we really do want to get as many people trained as possible. So, um, yes, yeah, coming up. So it's really exciting. And we do we really want to just grow in our in our training. We really want to see more people train with us and more people set free from eating disorders. That's that's kind of our our we just we just really do believe that people can fully recover but when we do we've seen the course work and, and that the thing is that we just believe in hope and we've seen that that the course gives people hope for for recovery and hope is such a powerful thing and it changes kind of the, our minds it changes actually like our brain the way it works and what I think what the course is it just fills people with with hope for full recovery so if that's something that you're interested in then do do just just find out a little bit more and we'd love to answer questions and help you a journey that too yeah well amazing it all sounds brilliant um so hopefully everybody listening will go away um and have a think about the training and the course so thank you so much for so sorry i've just realized we've got something else exciting as well that oh okay so yeah, we've just started a corporate pack, um, a corporate seminar called um, Understanding Eating Disorders with Taste Life. So if you're in a workplace, a big, a big corporate place, or um, just kind of a business, and you want your colleagues to feel like they're more understood about eating disorders or understanding eating disorders or do more, we we will come in and do it like an hour seminar and just help people and understand help. Um, explain and, and create a bit of a better understanding in your team about eating disorders and so that you can help helping you help people in your workplace and creating better mental health within the within the office so if that's something that people are interested in as well we can we can provide that mm, that sounds amazing I think in the workplace definitely um I think people can often feel like it's a difficult subject to talk about um and to get support for so having your colleagues kind of understand that a bit more I think would be incredibly supportive so yeah that sounds amazing and I'll put all the details for everything that Abby has mentioned in the show notes so you don't need to be frantically um scribbling everything down <laughs> um but thank you so much Abby it's been lovely to chat to you um, about something that is so important so thank you so much yeah, for joining thank you me. so much for having me honestly it's been it's been a pleasure if you enjoyed listening today, you won't want to miss next week's episode, so be sure to subscribe. Eating disorders are crippling illnesses, but with the right support, they can be recovered from. We really hope you enjoyed this episode, but if you require more support right now, please look into charities such as First Steps and Beat for support, or talk to someone you trust.